All right, what's up, everybody? This is episode two of His Glory, Her Story. My pew, name. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my <laughs> my name is Cheyenne, and I have a very, very, very special guest with me today to talk about something um, that just became relevant, um, really relevant recently. Um, so I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get into that. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Kyra Scott. I am Cheyenne's friend. We met at a live church. Um, Cheyenne, Cheyenne's definitely my sister in Christ. I don't know how we got here. It hasn't even been like a full year of us knowing each other. And in some ways, God definitely humbles us and reminds us that we're still learning a lot about each other. So it takes a certain level of patience um, because as much as we always say, we should put that on a shirt, by the way, like um, same person, different font. Yes. <laughs> but like at the same time, there are very key dynamics of how Cheyenne and I were brought up, considering the fact that I am from Florida. She's from New Jersey that we're like sometimes there is like. We always have friction because iron sharpens iron and, you know, like when you rub rocks together, they eventually become smooth. Mm. But, you know, when you rub rocks together, it can also start a fire. So <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like if it definitely was not for Jesus, I don't know how Cheyenne and I would have became friends. Do you want to introduce what I do? Or you want me Go to? ahead, buddy. So I, I am also a host of a podcast. My podcast is unsilenced truths you should check it out there's two episodes where cheyenne is featured um it's what you said versus what i heard and the other one is grandma pat featuring her grandma who recently visited us um like literally well i was gonna say a couple weeks ago but now it's more like a few because we're ending 21 days of prayer and fasting and we're about to enter february rents due but um yeah yeah like honestly in regards to who i am I mean, I feel pretty confident in who I am in this season. I'm a post-grad, um, recently graduated from the University of Florida with my degree in criminology. Go Gators. I, right? Well, it is Go Gators. It's great to be a Florida Gator. I'm going to stick beside him. My boyfriend is an FSU basketball. fan. basketball. Fantastic. I like Florida basketball. I just think it's so funny that they say that. You know, I've, been, I've only been to one Florida Gator basketball game me too and i didn't know that so when they started saying that i was like why does everybody keep saying that you know what i wonder if my student id still works <laughs> gets this in for free sneaks to a basketball game i'm saying why not because i feel like i'm very curious to see what experiences we have together like today i was gonna put in the um you and me sue's group chats and be like let's plan a trip to the beach bro like yeah. i don't know like you're talking about you grew up in a place where the beach was only like 15 20 minutes away and i mean like for me to go to a real beach we had to drive an hour and a half for two hours that's crazy and that's florida so you would think a beach is a lot closer than that but if a beach was really that close we would have gone already <laughs> when i moved here i was like two hours what do you mean this is florida what did you think florida was bro how many times have you been to florida before you actually got here one time like i came here for literally one time a one week vacation i didn't even come to gainesville i went to orlando and i saw palm trees met people from florida saw florida saw florida rent on zillow and i was like i'm out of (laughs) here are you saying it's cheaper to live other places 
it's cheaper to live here than it's oh. is to live up north. Like, really? Yeah. Like, what I'm paying for this, I would be paying, like, over three grand up there. Really? Yeah. That's so ghetto. <laughs> ghetto. What? Buddy. Sometimes, like, I don't know. So, one thing Tyne and I joke about all the time, but I think we really have fingers crossed when we send these text messages. We want to compound and explain what that means to the people. It's me taking over your podcast. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> um... We really do want a compound. Um, I want a compound. I want, like, a bunch of acres. I don't know really how many. I would have to, like, see them to visualize it. From that tree to that tree. Uh, right. <laughs> um, where, like, you know, I, I guess in my mind, maybe I'll be the one to buy the entire plot of land. And then everyone else can individually buy theirs from me or everyone will be ready at the same time by the grace of God um and we will all live you know like in the same vicinity as each other like close enough that we could walk over like neighbors you I'm know? thinking more like golf carts I'm I, like, well I'm like... I see golf carts too but I, <laughs> I didn't want to like you know like I definitely trying see to be golf greedy. carts I'm not trying to be greedy I'm not so I'm trying to be humble right now we could walk over we're gonna start walking over I don't think we are if we're Group building workouts houses. on the hill. Our babies <laughs> you know. are going to be athletes. I don't know what school they're going to. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I definitely do have a vision for that, um, you know, between, like, you, the neighbors that I have currently, and a couple other friends that I have. The problem is that all of us just have so many pets already that we can't be roommates right now. Like, there is no apartment living for all of us. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Oh my God. No. Hell no. I mean, sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. It, what I was thinking about, I was like, that'd be crazy if Alondra was like the the family veterinarian <laughs> for the dog. She basically would be. You know what I'm saying? And she wants to start a business doing that and stuff. We're gonna all get into that on another episode, though. So you know, your little spew there brings us to the topic that we're coming to talk about today, which is the power <laughs> of the tongue. My bad, y'all. <laughs> still a work in progress don't don't let me all are though so the reason that i want to talk about this is because this past saturday i did an outreach um and after i prayed over somebody they said to me that you know they were so honored that somebody like me would take the time out of their day to pray over them and to like do something like this meaning the outreach and i said to her that Like, we weren't too far off from each other. Like, I might look like this and, you know, be coming from the church and coming out and praying over you. But at the end of the day, like, we're both seeking God. We're no different. And I was like, little do you know, like, I'm about to get evicted from my apartment. And we finished our conversation. But then the woman who was also at the outreach with me, like, stopped me. And she was like, she, if she could slap me with her hand, she would have, like I said, she literally was just like, you're going to repent for that right now. And, like, in front of all of the people at the outreach made me repent for it. And, like, I definitely, like, felt a little shift in the air because I was like, okay. She was like, you've been speaking curses over your own life every time. Like, you say something like that, even if you're joking. And I didn't think about it like that. But then I was like, huh? And she was like, because even when you're joking, like, you know you're joking. And maybe God knows you're joking, but why would you say that? And she was like, and what if other people don't know that you're joking? 
Because, like, did you get evicted? And I was like, no. She's like, have you been? And I was like, no. She's like, so why would you say that to yourself? And then the end of that day came. I finished the outreach event. I repented. We continued praying. We went through our day. I'm feeling, you know, fueled, fiery with the Holy Spirit. I get home, and there's a 48-hour notice on my door to say, um, I have 48 hours. They're going to inspect my unit. I am being evicted. And I was like, what in the world? Like, that was the craziest thing that I literally saw it play out. So I was like, okay, that stops. And then the following day, which was yesterday, um, somebody had said to me, you know, based on the things that you share or say or whatever, um, I don't remember the exact wording, something about, you know, how I appear, but basically like that I struggle with things that I probably don't put on like the forefront. And that was the first thing that came to mind was realizing that I struggle with my mouth and my mom telling me the whole time that I was growing up like what would be the thing to get me in trouble would be my mouth and when I was growing up I had like an attitude as a child sometimes I would like talk back or whatever the case was I definitely got that from my mother um but I don't think that we are like conscious enough to realize sometimes the things that we say so being that we are sisters in Christ what is the power of the tongue like what does that mean to you (laughs) um I would say that that's something I'm I'm actively seeking from God for like clear insight on because I know as bold as my personality is and that's something I've definitely been going up for prayer about I'm like I'm asking God for boldness um I'm struggling with authority I'm really struggling with taking control of a situation speaking God's word over and knowing that my voice has impact in the spiritual realm because even like one thing God's been telling me is um anoint your home Mm -hmm. and writing scripture and placing it around your house Mm -hmm. buddy you know what I did I came home here I was like hey I need something (laughs) yeah so I sat down one day and I was like writing scriptures on note cards to anoint my apartment and my neighbors were here and they were like that's a really good idea like that I want to do that and I was like you know what why don't you take them and then I made new ones and Kyra came over and she was like I need these and I was like take them <laughs> have them anoint your house <laughs> but yeah um I don't know I just I feel like that is really important definitely and being in that season, being able to recognize, like, wanting to do that definitely is, like... Yeah, it's learning a lot about being a woman of God and knowing, like, what that role means, yeah. um, especially a woman seeking marriage in the future. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you know, I have a specific role of, yes, being a helpmate to my husband, but I am nurturing my home and I'm yeah. setting the atmosphere because at the end of the day, if my husband has a season where he's not following right. God as strong as he should be, I'm I'm the pillar... I'm holding it down. I was just going to say, do you feel like the wife really does, like, set the tone <clears throat> or, like, the mood in the home? So, there was a video that I watched the other day. I can't exactly remember where it was from, but the woman said the Holy Spirit, and it's been sitting with me for days. The Holy Spirit came to her, and, like, basically her husband is home at a certain time every day, and he wasn't. And so, she had that, you know, anxious feeling of what's taking him so long. Why isn't he talking to me? What happened? 
And the Holy Spirit was like, you have the opportunity right now to like love on that man when he walks through that door, uplift him, ask him about his day, kiss him, show him affection. And like, because you don't know what type of day he had. And I know for me, sometimes I struggle with like, I'm ready to snap. And it's not even that I want to snap on my partner. And it's not even that like, I'm like, yeah, I want to like seek him out because he's an easy punching bag. Like I don't like being in conflict with him. But it's also like, at some point, like, you, there is a sense of codependency because mm-hmm. we're human. Even if we're not supposed to have that much codependency right now, there it's there. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, why didn't you communicate with me? Maybe the day before we didn't have the best communication. So there's a lot of underlying factors. But that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. He's, like, tapping you on your shoulder. And he's like, hey, like, um, well, you know, he's coming home. Yeah. And you have the opportunity to be really negative and he walks through the door and you're like popping off on him. Mm-hmm. Or you have the opportunity to say, hey, act like things are normal. Kind of see where he's at and cater to his needs before getting your own need of that reassurance of where were you. And she said when she came and loved on her man, he like crumbled in her arms and was like, babe, it was a hard day. Yeah. And I'm like, just knowing when to do things like mm-hmm. for me personally I've been asking God to um guard my tongue yeah like you know quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger that was something Phaedra was definitely praying over me Sunday mm-hmm. and she actually repeated it twice she said quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger and for me that's something I'm really working on with listening better because mm-hmm. I feel like most of the things you said you say are based on what you think you heard yeah and when you really reflect on the things you hear, like, did I hear it like that? Or is what I'm feeling in that moment influencing how Mm -hmm. I'm listening to things? Um, So that's a heart posture thing. And then also it's like, okay, well, with the information I've received and how I feel, how am I going to respond? And what am I going to say in that moment? And you can either use your words to build things up or you can use them to tear them down. And I'm pretty sure that leads you into your next segue. Yeah, um, I will say that me personally learning like what like what you're saying about like just being quick to listen slow to speak slow to it doesn't come easy buddy girl no it doesn't come easy no and like I am doing very well and I'm very like proud of myself and thankful for God because it took me like submitting to God and realizing that also to like be like okay that is my one of my it was one of my biggest downfalls I would feel a way about something that I heard or observed or whatever and respond to it quickly with something like verbally and Ooh. it would just kind of destroy question. go ahead I don't mean to cut you off yeah. but I think this will give some insight to our relationship how has it been learning how to communicate with me? Like I said earlier, it's like I'm learning how to... I feel like God definitely put us together with a purpose because I'm learning how to, like... You're very sensitive, like, in a... like, And I mean that in, like, I a loving way. I mean I it, am. you know, like, I, ah! I mean it in a loving way, but I'm... I guess I'm not, and I'm becoming more sensitive for sure. Um, the closer I grow with God, the more that I'm around you and the more that I'm around like, you know, loving, caring people, I definitely am becoming more sensitive, but like, I'm not used to people that I'm friends with being 
like, or even seeming offended by something that I said. You know what I'm like? I, and like, whenever like I <laughs> like, say things, like, and like, Whoa. you might question me. I'm just like, Ugh, like that's not what I meant. Or I'm like, I just really don't know how to word this. Or sometimes I'm like, I just have to like leave it alone. Like today. <laughs> I said something you didn't understand and I was just like okay and then I came back to it like 20 minutes later like after I finished driving home from work and explained what I meant and you were like oh, okay I get it now but I was like I don't want you to ever feel like I'm coming for you or like I am being like judgmental or anything but I am like very direct and quick to speak sometimes so sometimes I have to think about how to like soften my approach and like be more like yeah with open arms and like bend the little tap on the shoulder not like the it's gra- like not the grab you it's by like your when neck. you're hugging someone and you start whispering in their yeah ear. like i need to i don't need to grab you by your neck i need to do that mm-hmm. and that's what i'm i'm grabbing people by their neck and that's aggressive um so. i think it's so funny that you said that because um for me personally, I know that God's placed you in my life as an accountability partner. Like, you're the type of person, I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm messing up over here. And you're like, Shay. And you're not, she's not like shape on you. But she's like, get it together. You know what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. You already know what you're supposed to be doing. I'm going to pray for you, though. And then we continue talking about the next thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's really no hard feelings. So, for me, I think what gets me sometimes about your delivery of things, and I tell myself this all the time, it's really not you. It sounds like the voices of the people I grew up with. So I have that sense of comfort and I'm used to people speaking to me like that. But I'm also at the end of the day um, deciphering like good noise versus bad noise. And the delivery may be the same. You may be dropping my packages on the front door, but I mean, at least the content's better. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm trying to get used to that. Because I'm like, why is the UPS man, like, kicking my packages? Just get it to my door. I'm still going to open it up. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm going to have things that are going to support me and build me up and stuff like that. But I'm just, like, learning extra to not take things personally. As much as you're trying to make sure that, like, you're presenting things in a way that don't seem too personal. But I... Enjoy well, I that think process. that has a lot to do with my upbringing too, though, because like I didn't grow up in faith, like, and I didn't like. I'm not gonna say, oh, my family didn't love me, but like, it. My family, my mom doesn't BS, and she'll tell you straight to your face, like Brandy does not BS. Like she's not gonna cut around the corners and like tell you something just to make your feelings go warm and fuzzy. She, it, that's just not how I grew up. I was the oldest of four, so there was like a certain expectation that was like there and it was like when you know the right thing and you know the wrong thing why do you do the why would you do the wrong thing and now I'm not saying I was ever a saint growing up I was far from it and we'll get deep into that on on later (laughs) um but I think like now me knowing God and seeing other people knowing God and like like the little fumbles I'm like when I can help you and I can like help you catch you in that moment I'm like come on like you can do it (laughs) like like you know it (laughs) like you know this (laughs) so for me in these little moments I'm like in my world and I'm just trying to like I it was crazy because so the book you gave me and it's like create your own calm um 
it was asking me like what color does stress feel like and I was like mm. blue and it was like what oh, color wow. it was like what color does calm feel like and I'm like blue oh. <laughs> I'm like so both of these emotions appear as the same color to me and they both remind me of water water can either be really still and yeah. you can float across it or it can be like crazy and yeah. you're like oh my gosh how am I supposed you know when you swim too far out in the beach and you can't get back <laughs> Bro, I can't swim very well, period. So it's bad. Like, no, for me, I'm on my floaty and I'm going out there. And then I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. I know I'm strong enough to get back. So like, that's kind of, that probably gives some insight to my like Christian walk. But yeah. that's for a later episode. But yeah, like both of those things resemble water. So I'm like, oh my gosh. um, I know that Cheyenne's just not pulling this out her anus like I know no. there's some there's some purpose to this but I'm like to me I'm just like hanging out having the time trying to manage my own life talking to my best bud and I'm like where did this come from and so yes in those moments it's easy to be offended because I'm like bro like that's not even how I meant it but I'm also trying to be in like a mindset of being ready to receive God whenever he shows up and I'm like okay and I personally know the season you're in. I I genuinely listen to the things you're saying. So I'm like, okay, I give myself like two or three more reads. And I read it in different tones. And I'm like, okay, this is probably how she went. But you also have to remember, I'm at work yeah. too. I'm not even supposed to be talking on my watch. Right. So I'm just like, ah. Impossible looking. <laughs> Bro, I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I do, I do think sometimes that is like what takes me like that second to like set myself aside and like assess what I'm going to say and like the intention for my like wording and stuff like that and like why I'm telling you what I'm telling you because I'm like, this isn't just me coming up with this. Like, like Holy Spirit told me this, like. Like, you, I remember you saying, like, like, I hate when the Holy Spirit tells me to tell you things. I'm like, no, buddy, say it. And I do. I really do. And, like, I don't hate it. I love it. But I hate, like, having to, like, like reassess and reposture myself and put myself in that position. Because, like, I know that I, like, really am entering that season where I'm, like, just, like, I have to, like, soak in everything that is, like, coming at me and, like, share it for other people. But I'm, like... Sometimes it is really hard because I'm, like, I don't even, like, have a full concept or grasp of, like, where it's going yet. But I'm, like, I have to get it out there. Like, so, like, then I do and it's fully processed and I'm, like, interesting. Something a lot of the women in our church do, they say, like, you know, allow me to decrease mm-hmm. Holy Spirit increase in me. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should take that breath and you probably do in your own way internally but taking that moment to say out loud like hey allow Cheyenne to become a little bit smaller in this moment God do your big thing and help me say what you want me to say and Um, that helps so much and like literally I think every day for probably the past like two months I have just prayed to like have an open heart and an open mind to whatever God the Holy Spirit is trying to show me and being able to deliver that well to other people in the way that God wants me to Mm -hmm. because like not everything is for everybody either like there's a lot of things that like have been like revealed that are like you need to put that in your back pocket and I'm like Mm, I'm like I get that one I'm like okay like (laughs) it's like it's like when you're like working off of 40 dollars but you really got a hundred well it made like I was like when I was reading in my bible recently Jesus is telling people (laughs) Like, 
not to tell everybody what they're seeing. And I'm like, why would he do that? And then, like, but when I'm getting these little, like, revelations, I'm like, oh, I get it. Because, like, these aren't for everybody right now. Um, <clears throat> but that leads me into my next thing, which is, like, why does the power of the tongue matter? Like, what's important about it? Um, and I think the first thing that comes to mind is always just the fact that, um, one day we are all going to give account for our words. Girl, what? I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Matthew 12, 36, and this is from the NIV reads, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Um, And some other translations say, like, every idle word, every careless word, um, things like that. So, I think it's just, like, knowing that we're going to have um, that day coming before us where we will give account for the things that we are saying um, is something that could just make us reconsider what we're saying. um, And that is a really big, you know, reason as to why this matters today. Um, and then, um, the second scripture that really stood out to me when I was thinking about this topic was 1 Peter 3.10, which is for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Um, so what do you get from that, buddy? You can can glance at it again. Thank you, bro. I was like, I... (laughs) Read it again for the people. First Peter 3.10 For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their, li- their, li- and their lips from deceitful speech. I'm going to go to the other one. Oh, that's not oh. there yet. Is that, is that a, oh, my bad? Ah, I'm just doing bad stuff. It's okay. Um, sorry, I've never had, you know, it's I've never okay. had a pause, bro. Really gotta pee. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, I think if we break it down, it says whoever would love life. How many people can genuinely say they love their life? I feel like that's the first step you gotta approach. And that's what I think stopped me too was like thinking about like, do you love your life, Cheyenne? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I don't think I always did or always acted like I did but I think that when I read that also I was like that stopped me because I was like if you want to love your life and you don't already it's possible yeah like this is what you should do and see good days because I think it's definitely hard in those dark moments like you you've witnessed me in some dark moments I've witnessed you in some dark moments we've had to make some potential game plans for these dark moments but um it just goes to show that good days are possible and that um oh I hate when I say it on some podcasts it's okay but it's joy comes in the morning and that's something else that we touched on in church but it's saying in order to be able to have that perspective, that mindset, to see the good that's happening, to have the heart posture mm-hmm. of being able to love your life, yeah. that it's definitely in the way that you speak. And yeah. I know that one thing that we were talking about today is like our little our little jokey jokes. Yeah. I feel like Shia and I could really have stand-up comedy and it'd be crude humor. But mm-hmm. we're also allowing the word, the word to work in us. Mm-hmm. And I know, once again, going back to speaking authority, it's 
consistently speaking something so you know it to be true as it's coming off the tip of your tongue. And in knowing that, it's knowing how you talk to yourself in those hard moments. Because sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, God, when things are going great, am I talking to you as much? Am I like... Am I like, yeah, am I like starting to get lax in my tongue and my jokes because now I'm not trying to speak life over a situation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's happened. Cool. Not knowing that this is like a renewal every single day. Like, yeah, today was great. A big growing point for me, too, was just realizing like I was just thinking, okay, God knows everything. God knows how I feel. God knows what I'm thinking. God knows what I mean. Do you know how you're feeling? Do you know what you're thinking? Sometimes you sound crazy when you talk out loud. That aside, but like, dang, girl, did you ever tell him that you loved him? Did you ever tell him that you were stressed out? Or did you just like let him assume it about you? Like, Mm -hmm. if he wanted to, he will. No, God doesn't work like that. I mean, like, he just does. He just does. So like, when you have like your part to play in that, it's kind of like selfish to like it's trying to make sure it's not one-sided yeah like just sitting there and thinking like well like I don't have to say anything and that was like a really big growing point for me because it wasn't until like I literally was like on my knees in my living room crying it sobbing think crying. Janice. yeah dude like Janice had a word Sunday. she had a word we were in the women's group chat talking about Janice had a, like yes. Janice yes we'll shout that out at the end just so you guys can really to be fully trained. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, and that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which you kind of touched on already, which is like the unnecessary or the meaningless things that we say. Um, so, you know, like how I said, oh, like I'm about to get evicted. Like not necessarily because like I didn't ask anybody to help me when I was in that position struggling with my rent. Um, and... If I had never spoken that over my life, I kind of wonder, like, had I not said that, would I have come home and that note not been on my door that day? Like, it was a Saturday, dude. Like, I was just at an outreach event and you're putting notes on my door? Like, you know, what are the odds? So, um, and then, like, other things that we say, just like, I mean, I went through, um situations like with my phone being shut off and I was like say I I was literally saying before that like oh my phone's probably gonna get shut off like and I wasn't even at that point so like why did I say that I literally spoke it into existence because I had gone however long figuring out how to pay my bills so it was like why even come up with something to say you know that saying where it's like sometimes the things you say like you're trying to avoid like the things you're trying to avoid the most or the things you say you don't want the most are the things that happen yes and i wonder what the psychology behind that is yeah um and one of the things that did stand out when it came to that was just uh matthew fifteen eleven, which is what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Um, and it's just like, you know, what we're saying, what we're spewing is kind of like what's coming around to bite us in the butt. Um, and it's kind That's of... That's how you took that? I took well, it differently. Like, and it's like, it, it, it goes like far because it's like... To defile, like, I mean, like, we could really define what, like, defile means, and it's, like... For some reason, when I heard that originally, I was thinking about, like, what you consume, and what you consume is what you... Well, what it's you saying, poop out. 
<laughs> well, it's saying like um. Sorry, guys. We're having a Bible study now. <laughs> yeah, it's okay though. So what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth that is what defiles them. And like defile is defined as spoil, basically. Like so, basically, like it's not what goes into your mouth that like spoils you. It's what comes out of your mouth that spoils you. Um, and I'm sure that you could read it like a hundred different ways, but I think it's like. Let's go to that verse after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I think it's just more so saying like. You know be less like people are cautious about what they eat and they're cautious about Mm -hmm. the diets that they're on and they're vegan and they're vegetarian and they're on keto and they're doing this and that but what you're still out cussing at every car who cuts you off and mocking god and every other sentence that you say so i mean like that is kind of spoiling you much less your veganism and everything else that's taking care of your physical body um that's more so where I was going with that. Um, and then the other one that stood out scroll, was scroll. Um, Ephesians 4.29. Yeah, Ephesians 4.29. It says... If I can get there. Hey Siri. No, it doesn't say hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, here it is. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You just watched that podcast with Pastor Ken and Tabitha about the cussing. Mm-hmm. And I've really been working on myself because I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> when I moved to Florida four years ago, I was extremely humbled about my mouth because I realized just how much I cursed, like, and just how much it was, like, normal up there for cursing in every single conversation with everybody that you have like your parents your grandparents your friends everybody um and then also like for kids to be cursing at like a young age is super normal up there so when I moved down here I realized number one like people weren't cursing as much in conversations as I was so that was like a little I was feeling kind of convicted and um then when I would, like, go back home, I would realize, like, my siblings would be cursing so much. Like, I would go hang out with them and, like, get a coffee, and I'd be like, dang, like, they curse a lot. Like, it can't just be me, but it low-key was, because that just wasn't the setting that I was in anymore, and that, that was the setting that they are still in. Um, But also, I realized, like, it's not very ladylike of me, and I'm definitely not going to catch a husband dropping the f-bomb every other sentence i don't know how how some people I don't know manage how, it me <laughs> i wasn't gonna say you but yeah <laughs> you know um but yeah um i really you know what's crazy early does not curse he doesn't and i'm really i really am working on that because it's like i don't want to even raise my kids to think it's like okay it's to talk like that putting it to your toddlers yelling s-h-i-t yeah and then like i just i remember pastor ken saying on i don't know if it was that podcast or another one just like i think it was his pastor or someone just he respected a lot said to him 
if you're cursing, like, that just means your vocabulary, like, it, like, you need to work on that. Like, you don't have something very good to say if you have to fill it up with a curse word, basically. So it's just, like, um, that definitely made me want to start working on my vocabulary. 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 Yeah, and, like, just, like, not talking like that. It is not cute. It's not very Proverbs 31, <laughs> like, at all. Um, and... I definitely think, like I said, it has a lot to do with, like, setting how you grow up and things like that. But it also has to do, like, with just, like, deciding you don't want to do that anymore. Because it has been hard. But there's times, like, where I realize, oh, dang, I didn't say one word all day. Like, that was nice. And even, like, when I'm texting now, I'll go to say something. Like, even LMAO. I'm like, LMBO. Laughing my butt off. Bro, I feel bad for you texting me all day. I mean, I'm not going to say I go crazy. Um... I'm definitely a little bit more unfiltered. And I'm like and and you know I'll be I'll be vulnerable in this. I'm asking God like I see him working on certain things in people and I'm like God, why haven't you worked on that in me yet? Like I know I could be better. And I'm like there's times where I've tried to be better and I'm just like it's not really getting better. And he told me, he's like, because I have you working on something else. And when that happens, everything else will come with it. So seek first the kingdom. Yeah. And all will be added. So I don't pressure myself to like, like, because you remember earlier, I think where I got stuck in our conversation was I was like, okay, Cheyenne telling me this because like I said something negative in this moment. Or I think, I think I even worded it like you didn't say anything wrong. Like yeah. it wasn't like but you that said was anything after. wrong. <laughs> Like, and I was, like, I was trying to think about it, like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, a matter of, like, you said something right or wrong. It was just, like... You're, like, well, that's it. How else How else can we say this? What were we trying to say? Like, what was the point of what you were saying? I think that was more so where I was going with it. Yeah. But I was, like, leaving work and texting and... Yeah, you were multitasking. As a woman, it's always hard to multitask. Poorly. But, um, dang. What was I saying? I don't remember. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. Well, I'm going to take it a different direction. Anyway, so, like, in regards to, like, how I speak sometimes, I know, like, definitely, um, especially when it comes to your dad, bro. When I say her dad, I mean my boyfriend. We've adopted Cheyenne. Cheyenne has two black parents. <laughs> mom and dad. But, Shout out my mom and dad. Yeah. E-Y-3. E-Y-3. but anyway we know he's gonna be laughing when he hears this um definitely through him in my last relationship I would like really plan on what I wanted to say and looking back I'm like definitely as much as I spoke my truth and I needed to stick up for myself in that moment because that was very I wouldn't say it was very toxic but when it was toxic it was toxic relationship um, there was times where like my words could have really put him down and like did not build my partner up. So I know that Early has a lot of women in his life and they all speak to him certain types of way and I want my voice in his ear to be different. Mm. And that's going to come down to how I present things because yeah. I know for him as a man he wants honor and respect yeah. in me snapping on him in the church no. parking lot but it's also but and, and i'm gonna ask you on your insight on that on the podcast because it was really like i was fighting it yeah. i was fighting it so hard and i what and i was like god yeah. I, this is a losing yeah go ahead but it was a losing <laughs> battle i lost but and it did not end well mm-hmm. 
But joy came in the morning. <laughs> um, that's all I'm right. going to say about it. So I think that one, I guess I'll say it, like, and I mean this in the most humble way, like, one advantage I have on you in that aspect is, like, my season of singleness. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been single for over a year now, and, like, proudly and happily, because, like, I have been carefully learning about myself, what I want from a relationship, what God wants from a relationship for me, um... I thought I knew, like, what I truly desired, like, my future, my life to look like, and I really didn't figure it out until, like, I was in that period, and of course, like, a, hello, have you seen me? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but of course, of course, in that time, that's when the devil wants to try you, and, like, everyone approaches you, like, when you're not actively, like, seeking somebody to be in a relationship with, because I didn't want to, like, date somebody of course i know my dogs are crying outside the door because they really want to be in here but they cannot um but i didn't like of course i wanted to be in a relationship but i didn't want to like just be in a relationship to be in a relationship to be in a relationship well yeah and that's the thing that's how god does it sometimes and that's the thing like as much as like if even if i went out seeking one every day I would have probably never have found one or I would have found really bad ones. So it was like, I wonder how long I rejected that season before I accepted it and learned the things that I did. But I also know, and I guess it depends on the man. Like, I can't speak for every man and every single woman in every single relationship. But if you are in an equally yoked, godly, sanctioned relationship, um, like you said, the man does <laughs> both, both expect and deserve some level of respect and honor. Um, in that specific moment, I do understand your frustration and being ready to go. Um, and then also he had the puppy and he got out of the car with the puppy and like approached the scene where people were with a puppy and that would have been exciting people would have like drawn attention and then you would have been like it would have been longer till you had to go home but i (laughs) when i put myself in your shoes i'm like okay me leaving what were we at midweek yeah and i was out there in the cold and the i okay okay but hear me out everybody we're leaving midweek yeah, just got sanctified. <laughs> she came with Early, and Early could not, like, come in because they had been puppy-sitting. So he stayed outside with the puppy, and she came in for midweek. And then when it was over, like, basically she called him to say that she was ready to leave, and he wasn't in the car. He was outside of the car with the puppy, so rather than bringing the car up to get her, he started walking up to get her. So like I said, when I put myself in your shoes, <laughs> now this is just me, and I don't know if this is just my preparation period, but I just would have stood there and been so ready for my man to approach me with this puppy and be like, oh, babe, I'm so <laughs> sorry that you missed midweek. Like, and that stinks that oh, he I missed know. midweek. Like, he pro- like I in my mind, I was thinking, like, Early was probably excited to, like, walk up with the puppy and, like, see his friends low-key. Like, and I know that, like, that is not, like, what you were going for in that moment. 
But I think also, like, I probably, like, would have, like, at least let him try to approach me and continued approaching him, like, and, like, if somebody intercepted and, like, saw the puppy, I just would have maybe, like, said, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, gestured towards the car, like, kind of thing, like, something or other. We would have gotten out of there because it's cold, for sure. Um, (laughs) but the whole experience, I think I definitely would have received him differently in that moment, especially given this setting. We were at church. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, can't argue with that. God definitely convicted me in some areas on how I handled it. And that's not me judging you. Yeah, I know. I get it. Um, I this think is just me being like a soft girl. Like I like I just have such a full heart. I think heart. <laughs> before even entering the situation, I was already tense. I was already agitated yeah. because for me, and not to put too much of our business out there, babe. Um, there was a lack of communication between us. So for me, I'm trying to lower my expectations without like not giving myself the room to have any sort of expectation. Right, because I will add that. And like, I called when you, him. Yeah, when you called. And said, like, you were ready to go. He didn't say, like, that he was walking up. He didn't say he was anything. coming to get me at all. I'm like, anything. And if he did, I did not hear him. Yeah. So I'm like, hello. Hey. And I'm like, all right. Well, at the, at the end of this day, I'm like, maybe he has the sense to not come up yeah. here with a puppy. Because what got me was, well, ISIS is on the ground. Why did you put the dog on the ground in the parking lot? <laughs> But at the end of the day, I, I, as you said, as we recall, maybe he was in his own world too. Yeah. And it brings me back to like when people are talking, understanding, like just how you and I are trying to have communication sometimes and you're like, I'm driving from work. I'm clocking right. out. I'm trying to make sure I'm driving safely yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm texting knowing that's unsafe. Yeah. I'm, and I'm over you're here at, at work. work. I'm thinking about my boyfriend. I'm hoping the dogs aren't tearing up yeah. my house. I'm hungry. These lights are hurting my head. I'm behind. Like, it's a certain level of grace. Yeah. And it's definitely a lot harder with your romantic partner when you're doing yeah. life with them. So for for you as a single woman, you That's had that space. I appreciate that for sure. And I say, and I say like, that. I want to kill my man sometime. <laughs> and sometimes I want to kill him with affection. It's and that's crazy. why I say like, I mean that like in the most humble way possible, definitely an advantage to take. And if you're single and you're listening to this, take that time, really get to know God and get to know yourself. Um, because you will discover things on your own that you don't want to have to discover with a partner because you can attest that it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. I don't know why God, you know, made me extra, extra wired to do hard things because this is not something I would have asked for. I was coming out of a relationship actually and trying to get over that mentally. And God was like, you remember that help I said was on the way? It's here. And uh, I need y'all to start working on this now so y'all are ready at certain points in time to do what you need to do. And um, that was just one of those moments where I gave God my yes. I prayed on it a lot and I was like absolutely in tears because it's definitely hard getting over one relationship, learning yourself, learning who God is, and learning somebody else. Yeah. Um. So that is something that I do have to give myself a pat on the back daily and thank God for giving me the endurance to do something like that because as you can see it probably crowded my mind a lot but um I'm just very curious to see what this preparation season is for 
because a lot of things are moving quickly and it's it's weird because I do look at you and I'm like where's my friend's husband bro (laughs) right but I'm also just like he's gonna be a good one he is gonna be a good one but I'm also just thinking like he's gonna be he is a good one he better already be (laughs) yeah right God's working on him now but um I just couldn't imagine what this season would have looked like if early and I were not together and we weren't in your life in the way that we are for sure we're her parents y'all so that that speaks volume yeah um we let you learn from us of course and personal and that is the next thing really um is like curses that we speak over our own lives Um, i'm leaving it i'm peeing man go ahead i curses that we speak over um bye (laughs) she's going to the bathroom everybody um but curses that we speak over our own lives so like for example like i'm definitely guilty of speaking curses over my own life and saying um like, I don't make enough money. I probably won't be scheduled enough hours this week. Um, I don't think I'm... I, I'm not going to pay my rent on time. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get married. At the rate I'm going, I'm probably never going to get married. Things like that that I've said about myself. Whether I'm joking... Excuse me. Whether I'm seriously being doubtful... Um, I realized in that moment that day when I spoke with that woman at the outreach that like saying those things you are literally speaking a curse over your own life. I'm back. She's back from the bathroom. Um, because you're actively like putting into words and action something negative over your own life. Um, do you have any examples for that? Like curses that you speak over your own life? Um, yes. So, there was a period of my time, a period of time in my life where my health was not the best. And it actually made it very hard to do a lot of just regular daily things. And I still did them anyway. So, that's how I know I'm, I'm strong. But... Especially, like, with ADHD and the medications I had to take and the way my brain was processing information. And um, I was, like, talking down on myself and it made it seem like my ADHD was a crutch rather than it being a gift and how I perceived information. Because my hypervigilance, which is, you know, slightly sensed from trauma, maybe God's wired me this way. Or maybe it is, like, sensory overload and, like, my brain trying to process information. Yeah. Um, goes back to me being extremely sensitive. And that's something that I used to be very insecure about. It's not that I want to sit here yeah. and take everything personally. It's not that I want to get mad and cry about things. It's not that I want to shut down and take every little thing as if it treat every little thing as if it's a big thing I don't want to be that way and I'm like okay God the fact that you made me this way and if if there is something that you don't want inside of me I do ask him daily to remove that to cleanse me to purify me to work on those things within me so that's not something that I'm really worried about but I'm just like whatever's left if that's who I truly am why am I this way yeah and I like shed a light on it like put like you know like let me know put like your hand so on I can it. utilize it in the way that you Steward intended it. me to and not be so hard on myself because mm-hmm. and the, and it goes back to settings 
in one room I can be the sensitive person I can be very empathetic these things could bother me and like to everybody else it doesn't matter so I'm just talking nonsense but put me in the right room with people who are just like me who have the same vision as me who can see what I'm talking about and they're able to do something about it that I could be leading an army and we could be getting things done so yeah um it just goes back to like the words that are spoken over you and mm-hmm. the words that you say to yourself when you're looking in the mirror yeah. really dictate the narrative that you're walking out in your daily life. For and sure. I think that's why the words are important because it's like it's going back to scripture when I'm like, God, these things are hard. Or, you know, those moments when you're sleeping, you're like, what's, what's going on in my room? Going yeah. back to anointing your home and being able to speak with authority that yeah. like, you know, my dog Jesus here. Yeah. This is his residence. Yeah. You guys are not allowed here. Yeah. Go. Don't come back. And whoever you came in here with, the next time they come in, they're blessed. Yeah. Like, you have to be sure in the things that you're speaking of yourself and the things that you're hearing. Yeah. Being in those right rooms because at the end of the day, like, that's what you ultimately believe. We only believe the word because we seek it and we read it daily yeah. and we know it to be true. So once you're able um and that's why there's they always say there's freedom in the truth yeah and it's just like what are you exposing yourself exposing to yourself and accepting as truth and like that was something that we were talking about in my podcast um just those beliefs that your family passes down to you that could be genuinely their opinions and you live it out as fact yeah i got thirsty so you can take it off yeah um and then yeah i just yeah (laughs) um I do think that it's crazy that we have the ability to do that to ourselves like to hold ourselves back um there's a level of accountability too yeah a hundred percent and discipline and it's a constant thing too because I think that you know as one thing is revealed to me I slowly will realize another after that like it's like you're never done working on yourself you need to like like pastor Aaron said just like stay teachable remain teachable um because nobody is perfect and I think at no point do you ever stop learning how to be a better version of yourself and to be more like Christ um which is like also it comes into how we talk to other people and how other people talk to us um so like curses that others speak over us and curses that we speak over them and I think that that's a good point to bring up is that podcast is because um while I was going through I mean while I've been going through these transitions financially since I started school I was working less so that means less money towards paying my bills I have to ask my family for help I didn't grow up in faith they don't believe in God like I do. So when I told them that I was still tithing while I was unable to pay my rent, that was like ludicrous to them. Like they were like, what are you doing? Like that is, that's money. It could have added up. That could have been gas in your tank. And I'm like, it was $5. I made 50. My whole paycheck was $50. Girl, what? You know, like, and I'm yeah, telling them, like, I know. I'm telling them like, I literally was at a point where I had nothing, so I had to realize, like, when you give up that that 10% on the nothing, it starts to multiply, and then giving up the 10% on the much is not 
hard and it's like you do it with honor and without thinking about it and then it was like when I got a notice for my apartment it was like if you um wait for God to move in your life and and get you this job you know you're gonna be evicted before then like you're gonna have to find a place to live you're gonna have to get rid of your dogs your car is gonna get repossessed um your phone is gonna get shut off and it was like not only did that bother me because I was in like a really like low season low point in my life so I kind of just wanted to be like greeted with love and like uplifted like even if you didn't have resources or the ability to help me just like something like constructive to say to me would have been like awesome but I didn't get that and so that kind of like not only hurt my feelings but it literally spoke those curses into action I think and then like in a way it kind of like lit up a fire under my butt because it's like why are you mocking my god like like you know you have the ability to sit here and say that you or the audacity rather to sit here and say like you believe in god and you pray to god and you thank him for everything but you're saying that and that kind of like i think that that was like what made me realize like i'm in the position to like show other people what god really can do and what god really is capable of because you can hear about it but i guess if you don't see it firsthand you don't believe it i don't know um maybe it's presentation for some people but it was like I felt really tried in that so it was like when they said all of that it definitely bothered me but then I realized how many other times um did someone say something like that to me or like to you even um where it was like they spoke something over you and just from their observation it like spoke a curse over your life and I'm sure that there's times like where you have had that happen with different people that you've spoken to about situations that you've gone through. Yeah, and I mean, it, just as your friend, I try to make sure I'm never that person that that says you can't do something, that something's too hard. Um, or even when you have really bad days, I'm very careful in my word selection because A, I don't want to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> but B, because I'm like, I don't know exactly the what you're saying to yourself, the voices you're fighting in your head. Because for me personally, I already know that's a really, really hard battle. Mm-hmm. But um, I would rather you come to me and you maybe speak negativity and I have positive words to say rather than you seek positivity and I have negative words to say. For sure. And I think that also like, um, and definitely before I got closer to God, I can say that I did this more often where I would like be talking to one of my girlfriends or something like, say you're saying like, you know, you like your check wasn't as much as you expected it to be or you don't know if you're going to be able to pay your car this week. And then I'd be like, dang, girl, that really sucks. And, like, I'm kind of, I feel like by saying that, you're kind of agreeing, mm. like, with that person. Rather than, like, being, like, more like Christ and saying, like, something more constructive. Because it's like, why did you even say that? Why did you even say that? Really, sucks. Yeah. She knows that stuff. <laughs> she knows it. Like, and you know, you know it, she knows it. And that's not why she told you that. That's not why that person felt confident enough to come to you and tell you that information. So I think that also has like made me reevaluate how I receive others and what I speak over them in those times too because are you like reinforcing that curse that they're speaking over themselves by agreeing with that thing that mm. they're 
they're saying or vice versa when people say it to you and you're like dang you're probably right like even when we're joking back and forth with each other it definitely like lights up like a little bell in my head now like to be more like intentional about like what we're saying <laughs> um so that like consider like why is it get why is it turning red is it they're basically telling us that we need to stop wrap it up yeah they're okay. probably gonna stop in an hour i bet you all right, guys, so we're back, and I don't know if this is going to be episode three. I'm or... sending my man money for his haircut. You should do the same. Here you go, baby. Happy birthday. I took him skydiving yesterday. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> and if you're my husband, let me know, because I'm trying to do the same. Okay, so that brings us to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, um, which was considering the words that we speak. Um, and for them to be, like, faithful words and hopeful words and loving words and life-giving words, um, and things like that. And just, like, being more considerate about the words that we're saying. Um, and the scripture that stood out to me when I thought about that was Colossians 4, 6, which is, Let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone um and I think the reason that that one stood out was because it was just like let your conversation be full of grace always um for the people that you're speaking with but also for yourself and seasoned with salt so that you know how to answer everyone because you're not always going to be able to answer everybody the same exact way um and I think that that is really important to keep in mind. So just like being intentional with the words that you're saying um, and setting intention when you speak to people. Um, and I think that when it comes to being intentional or setting intention, something that's involved with that is obviously like action. So you have to sit back and like reflect on the words that you're saying and why you're saying them that's, so like i was saying go ahead buddy oh well, i was thinking about something you know i feel like it's easy in church to be like i'm gonna pray for you but do you really pray for me <laughs> well and so i was you know i saw a post recently and i guess um someone's um the mother of their child was going through some health issues and um basically everyone was commenting like I'm praying for you I'm praying for you and I couldn't help but wonder the same thing because like I know how often and how quick people can be to type something like that on the internet um but you know how long and how quick it is to actually send up a prayer yeah so like did you really take that minute to like sit back and like speak to God on their behalf um, and I had to humble myself in that way too, like just really sitting back and doing that and being intentional, taking the time to do that. Um, but when it comes to like speaking to people or even to God, why are you saying what you're saying? Like, what's the purpose? What's your end goal? What are you trying to get from that? Or what are you trying to share with people? Because a lot of times when you sit back and think about that, what you say changes. Um, 
And I think when okay. you... Things got blurry for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Um, and I think that, for me, that was definitely a turning point. Um, just, like, realizing that that does take action. Because it's like, you can say it time and time again. But until you really take the time to humble yourself before God and realize that maybe not every word out of your mouth is the best word that it could be. Um, maybe not, you know, perfect speaking, but you also could probably reevaluate the way that you deliver some things to some of the people that you talk to, or maybe reconsider some of the terms that you say a lot of the times, like things like that. Um, and just like when it was like us talking earlier, I don't even remember what it was, but you said like a lot of things to do and does anything oh, really need to be done or something I said, like that? I said, um, there's a lot of things to do, but what really needs to be done? And for me, like in a way, I'm like, I was like, I guess Cheyenne's where I could have been like, there's a lot of things that need to be done, but what should I really prioritize in this moment? Or, you know, expanding my vernacular again. But, um, I said, um. I was in that moment I was just like okay I know for me personally as an overthinker I'm always thinking about my list of things that need to get done and for me I was like oh I could be really I really could just be complaining and be like oh I have to do this and then I have to do that and there's all these other things I have to do and I don't have enough time but to me instead in that moment I was like oh there's a lot of things to do but what do I really need to do in this moment like, I couldn't be like, I need to go vacuum the floors and mop and vacuum the dogs so they can stop shedding everywhere. I'm like, but what if God wants me to go home and sit down on the couch and tell him about my work day right. and read my Bible? So, right. in that moment, you're like, see, like, oh, I was like, what, what, honestly, Shari, what the hell, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> and for me, it was more so like, dang, aren't we so blessed to have so many things to do? Like, you know, like, no. like I don't know. Like, I just am trying to look at things, like, with a more, like, life-giving approach and, like, a life-giving response and, like, just really taking things by faith um, and trying to receive things with as much love as possible. Um. So, yeah, I think just, like, I don't know, really just being intentional about the things that you're saying. Why are you saying them? Um, and sometimes maybe it's not about what you said, it's how you said it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is what you said. So I have something for you. My friend Leela and I, and this is taking us a long time to get here, but <laughs> one thing we ask each other is, well, one thing I asked last week, and I was like, can I, can, I, can I have a moment to be vulnerable with you? And she's like, only if I can have a moment to be vulnerable with you. So I was like, oh, something's up. So, you know, I let her go first, and she told me, and then I told her I would tell her afterward. And dang, girl, I got to call you and tell you what happened, but I don't even remember anymore. Oh, wow. But one thing we ask each other is, do you want me to listen, or do you want advice? And yeah. I think one thing I was telling early is like I like it's so easy at church to hear what people are telling you and you having a word to speak over them or you having something to say immediately. Mm-hmm. But I want church people to do better at like 
and listening. Yeah. Like, well, I think that I think that like because um, we're so quick to be feel all high and mighty, and like the Lord is using in this moment. The Lord wants to use you yeah. to shut up and listen. Pastor Tab literally said in one of their like, podcasts, stop being so high and mighty for a moment, and remember that you're talking and dealing with people who yeah. have real issues. So, for example, like I know it's easy for like me and Sue, like based on our relationship, to like be like dang like a lot of things suck right now i'm like what's happening she's like oh my stomach's hurting i'm going through this pain this and that and i'm like dang bro that sucks because i can relate and i get mm-hmm. it and it's like in that moment i could be like well it would be even crazier considering the fact that you know she's she's muslim yeah. and i would be like yeah god can do la 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 like in that moment like that's not how god's using me yeah i just gotta love on her and be like do you need something yeah like how can I, can I support you? Right yeah, now? like how like and I think like you know at some point when we get tired when we lack when we feel like we're lacking support in our own Christian walk it can easier to like not provide that support to other people yeah. and just give them the scriptures we're leaning on in that moment because we're going through it too and I don't want to be that type of Christian. Yeah. I don't know how I got there, but take it away. Well, no, I get that though because it's like that that goes into being intentional we're talking. Though, with like who you're talking to. Because it's like in that moment you wouldn't want to offend her or make her uncomfortable by comforting her with what you know. But you can say like, hey, is there anything that I can do for you right now? Do you need anything right now? And then when you go home and in your car on the way home, you can pray for her. And you can, you know, say those scriptures and you can keep them in your back pocket and offer them if you think that she's like, you know, open and willing to it the next day or something, you know. But, um... We love you, Sue. Yeah, we do. Special shout out. Um, but yeah, I just think that that, yeah. that is being intentional. Like, that, that is. is being intentional. And that is kind of like checking where your heart is, like when you're caring for that person because you don't want to like overstep and things like that. Um, and there are literal like, you know, commands in the Bible. Why don't you bring up Colossians? Um, yeah, we went over that one. Um... Like in Psalms thirty four thirteen, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Psalms one forty one three, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. I think that also goes into what you were saying earlier, though, in praying to God and asking Him to guard your mouth and the things that you say and things like that. And I definitely have had to do that myself. It reminds me of like you know when you're in middle school and you really just say like the craziest things. Or was that no? Okay, so for example, I was a strange I was out of pocket. kid. I was like an a grown up kid. Yeah, I was cursing in fifth grade, like. <laughs> but um, it was crazy because like as an adult now, like I'm 23 and I was working at this nutrition shop, and these middle school kids would come out of school and they would come in, and one kid was like, "Yeah, I think my parents were having sex," and I walked in on him, and he was just just saying like these outlandish things, and he was like. Yeah, I lost my virginity. I'm like, dude, you're in sixth grade. Like, it just, you know how kids just say things yeah. just to say it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes as an adult, we need to keep our inner kid on lock. Yeah. And just really, because you know how they're like, boys are just going to be boys. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that um, pretty much, you know, wraps up. How are we well, going to do a fit? So this episode's fit like 11 minutes. What we came here to talk about today, but I do just want to share a couple other scriptures. You saw how she ignored out. me, guys? Um, no, I don't know if this is going to be an episode in itself, which will be really interesting if it is, 
Or if I'll figure out a way to squish this one together with the other one. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Technical. Like I said, I have no idea. Like, this is all, like, raw, unedited, uncut. We're literally recording this on my iPad. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but a lot of them do come from Proverbs, of course, because you can gain a lot of wisdom from Proverbs, which, uh, reminds me what Pastor Tab said was that a lot of people would tell her, um, you know, like, you're so wise. How did you become so wise? You're one of the wisest women I know. And she said, I became so wise because I learned when to shut my mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. and she was like, I learned that, like, some things don't need to be responded to at all. Some things I don't have the best response for, but like, you know, as women, it, there are just certain things that we want to say and things like that, and we don't need to speak all the time. Um, but basically, um, one of the things that stood out was Proverbs 17, which 27 through 28, which says, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even tempered. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. So, like, that one really stood out because it's saying a knowledgeable person uses words with restraint, like, holding back. And whoever has understanding is even-tempered. So, like, somebody who understands what you're saying is an even-tempered person. Um, And even fools are thought wise if they keep silent. So it's like a lot of times like you can be perceived as a wise person just because you're being quiet and you're not saying anything in that moment and discerning if they hold their tongues. Like a lot of times you don't speak right away. You can be perceived as a discerning person. Now that can go one of two ways. You can see somebody as that just because that's how they carry themselves or you can genuinely, you know, put your heart posture that way to be perceived that way because you are doing those things and because it comes from proverbs you know it's like instruction it's like do this come on this is the the wise thing to do (laughs) recipe for proverbs 31 woman yeah seriously um and proverbs 12 18 through 19 the words of reckless pierce like swords but the tongue of the wise brings healing truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue lasts only a moment so it's like reckless words pierce like swords but the tongue of the wise brings healing like you have the ability to heal people and you're using your tongue and kind of like chopping up their life what was the second part of that um truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue lasts only a moment well i mean i think in that way if you really think about it when you're telling the truth you remember what you said yeah but when you're lying you got to keep keep up with your story for sure and i don't know if anybody has ever like become successful off of a lie and like continued to make because you got to keep that story across the board for a lot of people and people talk oh yeah oh yeah um and then psalms 119 171 to 173 stood out to me may my lips overflow with praise for you teach me your decrees May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. And I think that that's just something that we can all, like, pray and read and lean on to encourage that our lips do overflow with praise, that God continues to teach us daily, that our tongue will sing God's word, and that 
you know, we know that his commands are righteous. And we know that his hand is ready to help us because we choose those things rather than choosing to just speak all sloppy and messy like we do from time to time. So I guess really that was like my biggest like takeaway from that is like we do it often. It's normalized in society. A lot of times it can come from your upbringing. But if you know God and you want to do better and you want to know God better, let's start watching how we talk to each other and to ourselves and to God. Well, I think that even shows when you step inside of church, you're like, you're already like, oh, let me not curse in church. Right. And then you go outside and you're like, you someone cuts you off and you're cursing them out. It's like, come on now. Like, why'd you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just but I, I really don't curse people out while driving, actually. I'm very patient with them. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think that there's, like, a, a time and a place for everything. And I don't think that there's ever really a time or a place for, like, meaningless or empty words. Um, but it is my hope that whatever we shared on this podcast will be um, constructive to your life in some way, shape, or form. And that it was definitely entertaining because I know that it was for us. And I'm really glad that I got to have you on the first real episode and possibly the second if I don't figure out how to <laughs> put this together. Right. Um. Yeah, y'all, I ain't going to, like, you know, steal your spotlight. But y'all check out my podcast, like I said, On Silence Truth, where Cheyenne has already made her guest star appearance. Like, if you want more tickles and giggles and right. jokey jokes that are And my grandma. Yeah, my grandma has even been on the podcast. My grandma's not on my podcast, but she was on hers. But I... Thank you guys so much for listening to all of this, especially in its entirety. He will make the way. He always makes the way. We are the Alive Church Choir, y'all boys. So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for showing up. And stay tuned for Cheyenne's next episode, y'all. Peace out.